Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Unless you spent the last year or so in a cave, you are probably aware of something called Hobby Lobby. Yes, it's a chain of retail stores that sells arts and crafts supplies, but as of late, it's so much more. Hobby Lobby has become a flashpoint for issues of religious freedom. The Supreme Court recently spent some quality time contemplating some of those issues, and they made a decision. Let's talk with Los Angeles employment law attorney Michael Peabody about that decision and what it means or could mean for those who wish to keep church and state at arm's length. Michael, welcome back to LifeQuest Liberty. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Okay, Hobby Lobby, how and why did this Supreme Court battle begin? Well, you may be familiar with Obamacare, which requires employers to provide various forms of health insurance for their employees mm-hmm. where they face various penalties or fines or right. they can have right. alternate arrangements. Yeah. Hobby Lobby is a Christian-owned private company. It's a secular company, but it's owned by Christian people, and they object to providing contraceptive coverage for what they consider to be drugs that would cause abortions mm-hmm. to their employees. Mm-hmm. So what they've done is they requested an exemption from the general law that would allow them to not provide four of 20 types of contraceptives as part of their insurance coverage. Mm -hmm. The government disagreed and said that they were mandated to provide all 20 of them, and so the lawsuit ended up going to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Hobby Lobby was being fined, I believe, over a million dollars a day, potentially if they failed to provide that type of coverage. So there was a lot of money at stake for Hobby Lobby, and the owners of the company believed that they had a very clear religious conscience that would prohibit them from offering their employees the opportunity to obtain that type of contraceptive coverage. The problem comes in the fact that the company is a secular company and that under the way the law works, all companies are treated equally, and they would have been you know, required by the law to, to provide that type of coverage. Mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby argued that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was passed in 1993, gave them an exemption from the law because they had a religious belief. And the way they couched this was not that the owners had the religious belief exemption, but that their corporation as a whole qualified for the exemption because corporations are considered people Mm -hmm. under the law. Mm -hmm. So the Supreme Court agreed with Hobby Lobby and said that they could receive the exemption. This opens up a wide area of litigation possibility, because all of a sudden, corporations now can consider themselves, I mean, they're they're considered as super people, (laughs) and if the owners have a certain religious belief, they can pass that on to their employees, even if that belief is primarily a religious belief, and they are a secular, for-profit organization. And we want to make sure that we're saying here that this does not tell employees that they can do anything to their employees. It means they can withhold or they can structure their company in a certain way in spite of what their employees want. Is that correct? That's correct. It'd be the same as I'm saying, you know, we're not giving you a paycheck so you can buy a certain thing. Right, right. Health insurance is a a benefit that you get from the company, and people are using it within the full context of 
the health insurance coverage that they had. And Hobby Lobby was saying, well, you can, you can use the insurance that we're providing up to a certain point, but you can't buy these four types of contraceptives. Okay. But they weren't saying you cannot take the money that you earn here and go buy those contraceptives. They weren't saying that. Well, they could use that. You know, they could use their income to go buy the contraceptives. Yeah, yeah, they also yeah. said, you know, there's some some other options that the court raised, um, including the government could pay for the contraceptives as a more reasonable way to accommodate the religious beliefs of the corporation. Yes, yes. It's a sticky issue because how much power do we want corporations to have over the mm-hmm. lives of their employees? Mm-hmm. And what's happened in this case is Hobby Lobby was called a closely held corporation. And the Supreme Court somehow made a distinction between closely held private corporations and public corporations and said that closely held private corporations can make these types of determinations. Hobby Lobby has 13,000 employees. And what Hobby Lobby was saying was, we are going to buy health insurance for the employee. The employee will then take that insurance and get a doctor. The doctor will then have a meeting with the employee and the employee and the doctor will agree that a particular type of contraceptive is necessary, and Hobby Lobby is going to step in through all those steps and tell that doctor that they can't prescribe that medication mm-hmm. using that insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the, con- the conversation between the doctor and the employee is confidential and protected by, by federal regulation, employers are not supposed to find out all the details of their employees' health care. That's private information. Hobby Lobby really blew a big hole in the argument that employers can't control the health care of their employees. Okay, where can this go, Michael? We're talking about contraceptives here. Where do you see some real issues rising here? How can this be abused by other people and employees and employers alike? In that case, the Supreme Court did not address the scientific question of whether or not the contraceptives actually cause abortion. Mm. They said pretty much the employer believes that that's what it does religiously, and so <laughs> that is the standard that they need to meet, as long as they have a good-faith religious belief. Now, it's a odd thing because it's a religious belief about a medication yes. and what the effect of that medication is, because some people don't believe it causes abortion. Some people believe, believe they do, <laughs> and it has to do with how the egg is fertilized and whether or not it's implanted. But let's take that a step back and say, well, what if it's a Catholic corporation and they believe that all contraceptives are immoral and violate their religious beliefs? Mm -hmm. Under the same analysis, if it's a Catholic corporation raising the same objection, they will be exempt from providing all types of contraception. Mm -hmm. Now, once they reach that level, the insurance company will look at them and say, you know what, you guys are costing us less, but we still want to charge you the same as we do other employers, and the employer is going to say, no way, contraceptive medicine is one of the most commonly used things, and this is actually a major cost of the insurance company, and we're, we're saving them a lot of money. So they will start to seek discounts from the insurance companies for not providing contraceptive care, and you'll have a disparity where the corporations will have a financial incentive not to provide the contraception. So I have a feeling that a lot of corporations may suddenly become very religious. <laughs> They're going to find God all of a sudden. There they are. We're we're religious now. And (laughs) the bottom line is, you know, I'm I'm pro-life. Yes. I'm very strong on that position. However, I'm also very much in favor of consistency in the law, and I believe things need to be addressed in the right way. And unfortunately, I think the Supreme Court uh, made a decision that's way too broad. Um, I would agree with Justice Ginsburg that this decision will have a number of negative effects. The, The next thing that's going to happen in this situation is that the 
federal government is mandating that government contractors not discriminate against gays and lesbians. Right. So employers will start saying, well, we want an exemption from this law about discrimination. Mm-hmm. And under the Hobby Lobby decision, I believe they'd have a precedent for asserting that because obviously the court's not only going to say the only right that we're going to protect of businesses is the right to not provide contraceptive care as part of insurance. Mm-hmm. Hiring somebody whose lifestyle morally offends the employer is a much closer decision. And I believe that these corporations will start to seek exemptions from discrimination statutes. Once that starts happening, they may go as far as to say that they can discriminate against people based on their religious beliefs. Um, and one of the things that you know I've worked very hard for is workplace religious freedom yes. and making sure that employees are able to practice their beliefs and not have to be afraid of being terminated from their jobs. And I'm seeing this, even though it's not quite there yet, I think it's taking those steps toward that type of scenario where an employer's religious beliefs will basically exempt them from a number of federal statutes. In some jurisdictions, you can block Title VII litigation if you have a good faith defense under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Mm-hmm. And that's because the EEOC steps in the role of the government. If the EEOC sues on behalf of an employee, that's a government action, and the employer could defend themselves by saying, I oppose this government action because it violates my religious beliefs. So that's where I could see this potentially going within the next 10 years. Well, Michael, on the surface, uh, it, it seems like a good thing. The government cannot tell a religious person, even though that religious person happens to be the head of a company, cannot tell that person to allow baby killing, let's just say what it is, in their company, and they don't have to sponsor that. That can't be a bad thing. How do they put the brakes on this thing? How do they just leave it right there and not let it go any further? This is t- We're talking about lives l- being lost here. How does that compare with gay and lesbian people? The Supreme Court didn't look at what the specifics were involving the religious objection. Mm. They simply said it was a good, sincere religious objection. And so... If you have a good, sincere religious objection to anything as the owner of a closely held for-profit corporation, yes. um, no matter how large, um, I believe that you could apply that analysis. And obviously, I don't think you're going to win in every case, but I think in a number of cases you would. The bottom line is, how much control do employers have over what happens in the doctor's office or in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these issues and seeing that there's a lot of people who are very passionate in favor of Hobby Lobby, and I understand that. I I get where they're coming from. But there's a lot of reasons to be very concerned about this decision. Another thing that is interesting about this case is that there weren't a lot of corporations who stood up and defended Hobby Lobby's arguments in this case. Mm -hmm. Because when a a corporation is set up to shield the employer from liability, and the closer that a corporation looks like an alter ego of the owner of the company, the more easily that employer or owner of the company can be sued personally. Hmm. Hmm. So they like to keep an arm's length between the operation of the corporation and the individual owner's private life. Um, This really bridges that gap. Uh, And there's some other reasons why this decision has some some major problems. But I think we're going to see some increased litigation on this. I think it's going to go to the issue of um, same-sex benefits next. And I don't know where it will go from there, but potentially anything where an owner of a company has a religious conviction is up for grabs. 
Well, I can see why this would be a very uh, challenging issue at the Supreme Court, and I can also see why people are coming down on all sides on this thing. And listener, I would invite you to Michael Peabody's website. Uh, that's www.religiousliberty.tv. There are some articles there about this, and uh, you might want to do some further reading to come up with some conclusions on your own. Contentious, a, 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 an issue that is just going to be with us for a while, and according to Michael Peabody today on the program, uh, it's going to spread into other issues too, so we'll keep an eye on it and we'll report right here on Life Quest Liberty for you on these issues. Michael Peabody, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. And listener, again, the website, religiousliberty.tv, also libertymagazine.org is a website where you can hear this program, perhaps uh, download it and air it for other people who would be interested in hearing this. That's at libertymagazine.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Michael Peabody inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.